Hello there and welcome to the Inside Football Podcast. We are jam-packed today. The Euros down to the last eight team. Melbourne City just being crowned champions of the A-League. It's the end of financial year for the, all the economists and finance people out there. There's so much to get stuck into. And I am privileged to be joined today by a friend of the show, a man who has not slept a wink for the last three weeks, Mr. Ed Cavalier. Hello to you. Yeah, I'm chock full of theories, my man, and most of them are insane. We love it, we love it. <laughs> Now, we are also joined today by another guest, uh, which is an Inside Football podcast first. That's right, two guests. Now, before I introduce him, Ed, 4.58 on Sunday morning, there I am in my living room waiting for the big game to start, Italy versus Austria. And in the distance, I hear a, I hear a man loudly belting out the Italian national anthem. Firstly, Mr. Santo Cellaro, hello to you. And can you please confirm if this was you? It was. Was it a duet? Because I was watching with my dad. We were, we were both singing <laughs> I just at the same heard the time. one. So he's he's yeah. a bit of a baritone, and I'm more Easy. of a, a tenor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, can I just tell you how much fun it is watching? Still, it's such a privilege at my age to still be watching the soccer with my father. It yes. is so. It, it yes. is so. It is such a privilege, and it is so wonderful watching a 92-year-old Sicilian actually call you up in the morning and say, hey, ciao, santo, eh, vieni qua, guardare, guardiamo il calcio che c'è l'Italia che gioca, eh, possiamo guardare il mega mini. Mega mini. That's when I call fat. my mum and go, has dad watched the game yet? No, no, he watched the, uh, he watched the, the, the quick, the nine-minute one. The oh, nine the nine-minute <laughs> He was doing some OS fitness and yeah. he put on the nine minute. Yeah, no, it depends because he's, if he's got some vegetables to plant out the back, no, if he's got the beans to put in, he's only got time for the three minute. If he's got the, if he's got the tomatoes to, uh, to hang on, I've got to have a look at the tomatoes. Yeah, no, that's no, okay. I've got it down. Nine minutes is enough for me today. But um, with oh. the Italian ones, he was so nervous with the Italian, Italy, Austria. I've never seen him more nervous at a game. He really, really was nervous. He was going, hey, feel my pulse, feel my pulse. Wow. Oh, Luckily, wow. there was one there. At 92 years old. Come on! But he was—he was excited. He was not happy when the uh, when there was the, the disallowed goal because you know it mm. looked onside and he. Oh, yeah. He yeah. Well, Santo, let's start there with Italy two, Austria one. During the victory, Italy broke its own world record: nineteen hours without conceding a goal. The streak ended then twenty-five minutes later with a fantastic Kalajic header. How confident are you feeling with the performances so far? Because it has been a mixed Italy team. Spinazzola has been one of my favourite players at the tournament so far. Um, you know, his driving frantic runs from fullback have been vital to their Italy's chance creation. He's linking up well with Insigne. He's making it really difficult for defenders to identify and track him. Um, and he, he hasn't come but out of nowhere. Tra- oh, yeah. No, no, he hasn't. No, but isn't it funny? My dad, even at 92, he says, uh, this boy's good. He's fast. And everything he goes, a little bit predictable. And that's you go, great. okay, that's isn't it funny? Great. A 92 year old guy's just looking there going, yeah, slightly. I think, I think we know what he's going to do. Mind yeah, you, if he great. does it well, then so be it. I mean, I think we've had, uh, you know, there have been uh, German players who have played on the, you know, on, on the right wing that have just been, you know, cutting across and, you know. Well, that. I and Robin had one sort of exactly. maneuver for 25 years and it seemed to work all right, you know. All right, yeah. yeah. Um, here we go. First theory time is that um, because essentially the English clubs saved UEFA from the European Super League, uh, this tournament is now rigged so that England wins it. Wow. What do you got to say but, about that, Joe? No, no, no. I, I need that, see that you do have a slightly tin hat, but but it's time for it's time for Joe first, and, and while I you can be the mediator. Well, what firstly, what do you mean by by rigged? How 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 are England in the the prime position because they because they their clubs pulled out? Yes. So the deal is 
so there's two because there's two parts to it have you noticed that psg is now no longer subject to uh what's it called financial fair play mm. so they can sign donnarumma for as much as they want no one cares they can sign hakimi to as the biggest wages they've ever hoped for in their life no one cares they've yep. still got neymar and mbappe on the two second third and something fifth highest wages in the whole world no one's saying a peep about that yep. so they were one of the first clubs that helped went to uefa they said yep guys psg we're not going to be part of that so they're going no worries let's turn a blind eye to that subsequent to that the european the english clubs pulled out first we're out that saved UEFA. That saved their bacon. That stopped them having to have any problems with this Super League whatsoever, whatever happened after that. And the English now, I'm telling you, they're going to win and they're not going to get a penalty against them. It's going to be smooth sailing. I see what, look, I see what you mean. I want to hear Joe's first. The interesting part is Perez still says they're binded to the contract. So even though they're saying they're out, they're still bound and no, no one can leave. If you're in, you're in. And also the German teams who weren't even involved, they, they declined first. That was the big, the big game, England versus Germany, the battle of those who didn't want to be involved. But there's no, but there's no joy in we, we don't even want to be here. What UEFA yeah. needed was the big show. They needed the big show to say we were wrong. What I reckon, Ed, is because that, that, there's, a, there's a little bit of depth there that I'm not, I'm not into that world of depth. Like, I, I don't understand. The, the, I don't understand what you're talking about. However, no, no, no. But I no, 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 no. But where I do understand, I understand the vibe of the thing. Okay. Now, here we go. I, it's I, have, no, I have no doubt that VAR is an absolute weapon in, yes. in corruption. Okay. There is would no we call doubt. It the, would we call it a, discre uh, a discrepancy tool? I call it a weapon. Even better. Oh, let's go with weapon, weapon. Yeah. <laughs> where they where they just sit there and go. You know what? We can change anything here. I mean, really, yeah. if if it's up to the discretion of the of the ref and the ref knows what he's supposed to be doing, mm -hmm. then who, who I mean, even the even the offsides are slightly arbitrary. You oh, know, this, you know, they are weird. very true. They've been they're very weird. weird. Now, but where I disagree with you, Ed, is you are so pinpoint on that that I reckon that if you take if you use logic, you'd be wrong because. It's so uh, everything is so arcane inside inside the world of FIFA and UEFA that you don't know, that it, that you you would have no idea what is in play. Do you know what I mean? Ah, uh, yeah, saying, fair enough. Okay, it's too I got gotcha. complex. So you're, yes, it's, I got gotcha. It's like you're it's like you're you're watching a decision a move in a chess game, saying, "Oh, I know why he did that because he wants to move that there." Whereas mm. I'm saying, what's happening in there is three or four or twelve moves ahead of what you're thinking anyway. So yes. I, I, when you say England is going to win because they, because they did this, I'm thinking that's probably a little bit simplistic in the Machiavellian world of, of, um, of football yes. in the, at yes. that echelon. But you, you yes. know what? You, you may be right. I, I don't know. You're probably right, Santo. They're thinking four or five tournaments ahead and steps ahead. The next Euros is the interesting one. Do they go to 32 teams? I think they I think they have they are they are going to do that and, but it's interesting as well because three of the third place teams that have qualified they're through to the last eight. Yeah, I mean this whole thing of this the the the, the format is ridiculous is ridiculous mm. in itself because you know this is one of my other tin tin foil hat things <laughs> is why what, what's with the groups? Once yeah. the groups are done, chuck them all back in a in a hat and let's let's draw them out again. If you allow the idea of group of death, Santo, mm -hmm. then that means, as you love to say, there's a group of life, or your best joke ever, a group of debt with with Greece and North Korea, etc. And oh, did I say that? Yeah, it was fantastic. North Korea, Greece, Portugal, and someone else in the group of debt. Guys, do you reckon in the next Euros, would will, will, you reckon AI will be good enough to 
basically uh, not have linesmen so that you, the, the refs watch will go off when it's when it's offside. Australian Open style Hawkeye. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's also it, it's getting it's getting to that point. I mean the, the fact you know the ball's going over the line. I mean if you've yeah. got the technology to get that done, surely in four years' time. We'll, you know, when we've got 11G or when, whatever we're up to, surely mm. it's going to be good enough. I think that, isn't it funny how Italy came, you know, basically if without VAR, Italy wouldn't have won that match against Austria, I, really. They actually, they well, wouldn't have won it. Had, well, that's I mean, interesting, and, isn't it? And, and, and even with VAR, that was... That was it looked that odd was to me, the angle oh, I saw, and they only showed it once. They did. And tell, and I don't, I'm not even seeing the lines in the air. Are they just looking at No, the, they don't they, do the lines here. They just look at the do. You know, we've seen 14 shots of, of Mancini drinking water, and then we can only see one shot of an offside. I've seen more of Gianluca Viali, who's in the second <laughs> row behind Mancini, than I have of that VAR decision. Yeah. It's on the field. And, and actually, Viali was in an offside position when the... Yeah, uh, <laughs> he was way out of the box. God, he looks good. The Italians, do they want? Do they audition? Is a, question, a genuine question. Do they present them like you did with Alessandro Del Piero, when, which which I love that sketch, which we should we'll put we'll re put back up on YouTube, where you were showing different outfits to Del Piero, right? Different mm-hmm. socks and stuff to go on. Do they audition the suits and stuff? Well, did you yeah. see when the they were presenting the Italian squad oh, on Italian television? What a show! It was like an it was what like a, a live show. event. Oh, it was like a God. variety show. They had they had their own theme song and everything. Oh. Like that. Mancini comes out looking a million bucks. He looked unbelievable, right? How good and was the dancing? The players, oh. <laughs> no, it was unbelievable. And and the players had different. They had different clothes to Mancini, so the coach had a different yes, look. Yes, and they came out one by one, and they look. They were looking a bit embarrassed, even to the point they're going. And now for Super Captain, uh, yeah, Chiellini. Super Captain Chiellini, and he was limping. <laughs> I don't think he's a super captain, <laughs> but, I, but you know, in answer to your question, I, I think that they would. There is no way Italians, Italians don't muck around with their, with no. their outfits. I got the Italian outfit. I got the Italian leisure wear because they have different levels of outfits. So uh-huh. for this Sydney Olympics in 2000, I got their, it wasn't their actual tracksuit that they wear during ceremonies and everything, but it's their leisure wear that they wear out. So it was, so it's different. And it was called play. It was, I think it was called play life. It was Armani play life and the L was upside down, but it looks incredible. And it still does, you know, 21 years later, you're going, I could could really wear that, you know? Okay. So they do care. They, yeah. Almost as much as uh, North Macedonia. I think uh, the coaches are actually looking very smart, don't you think? Uh, uh, Enrico's looking fantastic. And um, Mm. before you go, Tin Hat, I've got something. I've got something to play. Go for it. Uh, You you know, uh, this is uh, look. We all know. uh, I actually mentioned him before, Tiziano Crudelli, the the Italian commentator. Everyone knows him. He's been around for twenty years, and he's been played by everybody. And um, so he gets tends to get very excited, especially when Italy plays. He actually Mm. does sing the national anthem. That's a different. That's good stuff. Mm. But um, I've never seen him do this. You know, I've seen him do a lot of things, but I've never seen him do this. So this is Federico Chiesa's goal. Chiesa, Chiesa, Chiesa! Chiesa. Goal! 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 Okay, so that's Chiesa's goal. Okay, that's pretty pretty standard. standard. Pretty standard. Okay, Mm. let's go to Pessina's goal. Belotti, Belotti. Pessina. Goal! Okay, again, again, <laughs> pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. just waiting for Locatelli or something because you want to yeah. do the Loca, Loca, Locatelli, Locatelli, Loca, Loca, Locatelli. Earlier in the game, when Austria scored the goal that was disallowed, 
He's literally watching VAR. Now, the word for offside in Italian is fuori gioco. Okay, it's fuori gioco. So he's watching VAR, and this is him at the end of VAR. Fuori gioco, fuori gioco, fuori gioco, fuori gioco! Fuori gioco, fuori gioco, fuori gioco! Meno male. Fuori gioco, fuori gioco, fuori, fuori, fuori! Oh, oh, fuori gioco! So he's actually called, he's actually screaming out offside, he's actually screaming offside like it's a name. Like it's well, fuori gioco played for Bari in the 90s, was a terrible ball <laughs> midfielder. But then he finished it with Vari, Vari, Vari. Vari, Vari, Vari. Does he still work for a channel that doesn't have the rights? Is he still That's looking right. at a screen? Yeah, I, absolutely. I love that. I just, I, I just love that. I love that that is... You know, it shows that personality isn't is you know such a big part of why people would watch these things. Well, um, but it is it is ahead of its time in the sense that I mean, reaction yes, exactly. reaction on YouTube is so big. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh, yes, exactly. Channel so, ten, so channel ten I mean, should sign him up for the A League for Gogglebox, Imagine maybe. <laughs> Gogglebox. <laughs> Go- goggle box for the A League, yeah, bloody hell! Um, Hang on, put, the t- just... put the tin put the tin hat back on, Ed. I miss it. It's, be- it's it's been over. It's been over through what five six minutes that you haven't started <laughs> a, um, a theory. An outlandish Right, right. Here we go. So this one's not that tin. It's a two part tin hat, but it's not that tin hat. This is mm-hmm. like it's just like a tin fedora. So um, if we're going to have, let's talk broadcasting, Santo, which is something that you know you've known for a billion years. Teams. Instead of having the, the games scheduled in terms of when the groups are and that type of thing, games mm-hmm. should be scheduled as if they're entertainment. So Sweden should never be in prime time. Sweden are a good side. Sweden are a solid side. But Sweden have no interest in entertaining. If we're going to mm-hmm. try and keep viewers and that, what they call the casual viewer, et cetera, et cetera, you should earn the right to be in prime time by being a more entertaining team. And that should count for your coefficient. Your, your so, way for so, coefficient. So whether you play two a.m. or five a.m. is that exactly what you mean? <laughs> exactly? Yeah. Well, Joe, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that how it works with the AFL? The AFL, you don't play Friday night footy unless you can prove that. Ah, yeah. They don't side. play. They don't play. You know, Gold Coast uh, versus Frio on a Friday night slot because Never. you know the entertainment factor isn't there. They get pushed to the Sunday. So it's already slot. happening. It's already yeah. happening. Bang. You're onto something. Not they so, do it not in the so NFL too, Santo. Do they really? Well, that sucks. So, I hate it when I'm. I hate it when it's almost <laughs> plausible. <laughs> we'll cut that out. But, but, but what do you mean? But, but Ed, but I'm interested. In, I, I think it's a great theory. But what I'm saying is, how do? You, what do you mean in terms of Euros? Aren't there, there's no sort of prime time for Euros, is there? Are you saying no, that there are matches that if, are? If they, yeah, yeah if two times Europe. Yeah, the two times when it's three games, when it's three games, it's three. They are still staggered, so you're getting games in England. What are they, Joe? They're like two in the afternoon or something yeah, like that, or five it. in the and then the nighttime game. I'm yeah. saying if you've got the entertainment coefficient, then you should be further up. You should be the prime time game, and that should count further on into your UEFA coefficient. Yeah, I don't believe. I don't. I'm, I don't buy that theory. I reckon. Nah. I reckon Ooh. there's got to, there's there's a form of cla- when football has to retain some form of classic to it, and that is. Don't don't mess around in on the. I reckon that's messing around in the edges. You know what I mean? Oh I yeah, reckon... no, no. It was an edge. It's an edge mess. I don't. Oh no, I don't claim to to be. It's not caught in hat. It's edge messing. <laughs> but <laughs> what about this then? What about this? Go on. The Swiss, right? Mm-hmm. Long known for their neutrality, were so angered 
by Paul Pogba's, and I counted them, four and a half goal celebrations, that oh. that is what set them off to win that match. That, well, I believe. he Paul went wild. I've never seen a man just, dance. Santo. Yeah, so long. Have, have you, Santo, here they are. I counted them out. Ready? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Celebration, it was a half. Standing very still, breast style, I'll take it, right? With celebration. That went, yes, that went straight into... A, uh, a team hug where everyone's on top of him, but he stands very still sort of not noticing, right? That's sort of not on him, but he's not getting involved. So he's still trying mm. to be other, but part of it at the same time. That morphed into an elaborate NBA style handshake with one of his teammates, mm. which then yes. segued into a, it was five, sorry, which then segued into a, uh, a choreographed dance with a second teammate who Santo, I rewound it. He stood and waited for the handshake to be over because he knew he was next in the, in the Pogba pecking order. Right. That's amazing. Then, then the last one was this elaborate Joe, a twisting hand gesture, like yeah. a you know that stupid Ronaldo thing. He he did his own solo one into a no. camera that he knew he was barreling. What I was thinking because we were, we were only looking at Pogba at the time. Surely the, the Swiss team were waiting to kick off, and he was still just standing there yeah. in his own half. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's outrageous. Yeah. But did, I, I've I've got a feeling that haven't Arsenal supporters already picked up on this that. Uh, Granit oh, Xhaka, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, because he, I think he, he had a sensational game, but mm-hmm. didn't he go, he, I think in the celebrations at the end, he may have gone straight to a camera and either parodied what was going on. Oh, or, I love it. Or maybe, uh, maybe his mouth, uh, look, I don't actually know that 100%. I know that the, I, I read something on Twitter and either he was mouthing the words that, anyway, he was having a go at Pogba. And right. Arsenal, fans, Arsenal fans have said, oh, it's, a, it's an Arsenal Manchester United, no. but I don't think so. I don't think I think he's just yeah. going. What the hell is this clown yeah. doing? Yeah, I like that. Ed. Okay, speaking, yes. speaking of Jacob, no. what I loved was when the two teams were preparing for the penalties. Pogba was kind of getting around the French team. They look a bit subdued. Granite Jacker was throttling a bottle of Coke, absolutely screaming <laughs> at his teammates, and they went wild and they were up for it. And Ed, maybe that's something I, I wanted to ask you about as well. I know you've got your theories about go. the French team not getting along. And they that's don't. just one. They don't. They don't. And Mbappe, <laughs> after his effort was saved, he had to walk. He just walked off the field by himself. No one went over to him. Ah, no. That's the key phrase because I've watched it a couple of times. It's the opposite. He didn't have mm. to walk off by himself. It was like me at a nightclub where no one wanted to dance with me. You are forced to walk off by yourself because you've realized that no one wants a bar of you. He was looking around, darting eyes as they were all lying on the ground by themselves. Or no one went over to him. But is that is that part of? I just wonder whether it's part of. You know what? What's the use of doing the gesture of coming up to getting around? I mean, it is a lonely time. It's a mm. tough time. So just deal with it. You know what I mean? So maybe it's there's a realist. Yeah. Okay. A, a real, not a realism, a realisticness to it, as in, yeah. this is what it is. We don't, I don't feel like yeah, okay. getting around you. I, I, you know, I remember when my kids used to play soccer as young kids, and they'd get thrashed, and then they'd be applauded off, and they'd look up and go. No, not that. No, that's all. I don't, I don't no, need that. that. I don't, you don't need to yeah. do that. So I don't know that it's that because, I mean, the big thing for France now is how do you, how do you react to something like this? Because yeah. this could be the best thing that's ever happened to them. You know yeah. what I mean? They, they might they might win. A, you know, back to back now or yep. whatever. It is. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure, but I would have. I would. I, I would have got around him. I reckon. That's what I mean. Though you can say that, but then you put yourself in the situation. If my teammate had just missed a penalty that he took that I didn't because he put yeah. his hand up to take the fifth. Yeah. And it got a great save from uh, from the Swiss goalkeeper yeah. um, Andy Lee, pretending to be a Swiss man by the name of Summer. <laughs> sweet, sweet look alike. 
that I'm trying <laughs> to get good. going. Yeah. Thank, yeah, you, so Hugo Andy, Lur- thank you, Hugo <laughs> <laughs> So, So Andy Lee's had a gr- made a great save, right? Strong left hand from Andy. Mm-hmm. And then I, I can't help but feel that someone should wander over and go, geez, mm-hmm. mate, what are you going to do? That was... You know, yeah, yeah. I, it was an odd. It was an odd. Yeah. It was an odd image. It was an odd thing. The yeah. um, I I saw the um, I saw the Robbie Baggio uh, Netflix show. Uh, oh, when, uh, why have you just brought that up now? Why have I been talking <laughs> about anything else? And uh, and and we we disagree because I quite liked it, and you wrote, you texted me going, "Wait till you see this; it's laughable." And I, I looked at it and go, "Yeah, it's not bad." Anyway, <laughs> it, it, it's it's all about. I mean. I mean, if I don't, this is a spoiler alert, but surely anyone who's listening to this knows how the 1994 um, yeah. final finished with Robbie mm-hmm. Bajo, uh, probably for the first time ever in his penalty taking career, blasting it, blasting it mm. um, over the bar. Ed, was it? it was over. over the bar. Mm. Yeah, over the bar. He'd never done that. Now, I'm presuming the Italian, I can't even remember because I probably went, I probably switched off straight away when that happened, but yeah. I'm sure the Italians got around him then. But I think the bravest thing I saw was his next penalty at a World Cup was at the quarterfinals in 1998 against France, right? Yeah. Now, in that game, which was a tense draw, and I, I was at that game, um, no, none of the Italians wanted to take the penalty. Nobody would go up. But Bajo stood up first, and and, yep. and, and that's, one of the, that's one of the greatest things I've seen in a, in a football yeah. field. Well, I wanted to ask you guys, England versus Germany, that was a big game. Um, Germany obviously out now. Jergi Lowe, last game in charge for Germany. He's gone. Time for change. I wanted to know what your favourite Jergi moment is across the years. Look, uh, you know, we can, get, we can go to the nose picking and the, you know, and, and the inside of the trousers situation, but... To me, it's what he wore, especially in 2010. Yeah. You know, the the, 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 the the clothes that he wore, you know, he was wearing all sorts of stuff. And he also had the – who was his – what was his assistant? Well, it's Hansi there? Flick. Hansi Flick, yeah. Yeah, Hansi Flick. Now, Hansi Flick. That, and they were like a duo, weren't they? That, it was that amazing. Was like a, that, that, it was amazing. They together. It was like seeing someone on a cat – two people on a catwalk wearing the same thing. You know what I mean? Yes, it was like a, yes. You don't often see two comedians anymore. You know, you don't see mm. – yes, yes. You don't see two people. But when you saw that, you go, two people dressed like that, I, there, there was – I they were, couldn't take my eyes off them. Couldn't yeah. take my eyes off It was them. hypnotic. It was absolutely hypnotic. Um, I reckon for me it was probably his – that and then him – uh, deciding that, you know, I've read that book, Dust Reboot, when they sort of go, right, oh, this isn't working. What are we going to do again? Him sort of going, you know, if we're going to have this World Cup in 2006, if we're going to make it okay for people to carry German flags around and everyone to feel happy about this team, mm. it's going to have a different energy and a different vibe around it. That mm. Managing that was, you know, not managing all by himself, obviously, but managing post that and keeping that going I reckon he's is nigh on impossible, and he did a great job until he lost his nerve with Muller yeah. and Hummels, and just wandered in one day to Bayern Munich and said, "Right, you two aren't playing anymore." And they were like, uh, "What have we done wrong?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that to me, Santo, we sort of that sort of came home the other, you know, came home overnight where it just looked weird. The team just looked weird. It did. Did it, it, correct me if I'm wrong? Is that it did in the lead up to this, there was no German player that had actually scored at a Euros. Before. Yeah. Yeah. Not a single yeah, player. Yeah, Mueller still no. hasn't scored in the final. Now. Yeah, no scored. One. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, he could have. What a chance this morning. Yeah. Well, what I've noticed at the tournament is there's those certain types of managers. There's the A, the genuine A graders, the Mancini, Lewis, Enrique. Even though Deschamps won it, I wouldn't say. I would say they're the only two. And then you've got that big pool of kind of unproven, successful clubs in Martinez, Steve Clark, Southgate. Um, 
And then there's Andre Shevchenko, who's just the yeah. big hype guy, and he's he's killing it at the moment. They love playing. But for what happens? Okay, so what happens now with Shevchenko? Does, is is this an audition for for clubs? It's kind of a job where it's, he's under not. They're not expecting him to make make the final eight, which he has done. So even if he went out in the group stage, there wasn't wouldn't really be a big loss. But who's the one that pulls the trigger? Like you know, the the biggest change the Premier League level is when Ancelotti goes to Everton. It just meant that everything that clubs around that around that stature and slightly below and slightly above that becomes the watermark. Well, yeah. Everton had Ancelotti. If you're mm. an owner, if you're a board member, if you're a sponsor, whatever it is. And Crystal Palace is wondering who they're going to bring in. Mm. They're sort of semi within their rights to go. Well, Everton had Ancelotti. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah, about yeah. as good as them. What do we got? Yeah, you know, yeah. it puts it. It makes it just even harder. Like that's why it Ange getting to Celtic mm. was amazing. And and in, in a great interview. I, how boring am I? I watch all of his interviews now, every <laughs> single one. And <laughs> and <laughs> there was one where they said, "Oh, you're fifth choice," and he goes, uh, "What do I care?" Yeah, here now, yeah, but they don't realize what they're saying. Santo is by saying, and, and Joe by saying, Oh, your fifth choice, and you're here, you're like, Yes, Celtic, yes, you can only get your fifth choice. That's, it's right. not, on, that's, that's not on Ange, totally. that's on you. But, but that's when, when you're navel gazing like that, you just don't think that way, you know what I mean? No, you, you, you think that the whole world revolves around you. Shevchenko can come to Tottenham. I don't know what's happening there. It's been 10 weeks <laughs> since we've had a manager. What's Buckley doing, Santo? What's Nathan Buckley doing? Musket, what's he doing? Anyone? Well, Musket's taking over from Ange at right. um, Yokohama, yeah. which, is a, which is a ton of fun. Well, the, the, Grant, the, the, well Grant Brebner. I mean, he's, he's free. Yeah, now that he's, he's free. Yeah. yeah, he's free at the moment, but who can, you know, have to snap him up. Um, <laughs> look, I did enjoy Lyndon Dykes, who did the, you know, did the right thing for himself in taking a short-term you know, chance to play at the Euros from the Gold Coast, leading the line for Scotland and putting in good shifts but not scoring goals. While a bloke from the Gold Coast is leading the line for Scotland, Scottish journalists are saying, who is this Australian? He, how dare he manage Celtic? There is an Australian wearing number nine at the Euros for you right now. And, you're, and yet we're worried about you don't think one, one, we can coach one of your sides. Yeah. That's right, but but I thought I thought Ange handled it pretty well when he when the, the guy said when the guy said when the journalist asked, you know, how are you going to handle the jump? Is that what he yeah, asked? Was the that jump? The, yeah, mm. the leap or the jump? The one yeah. of those. Yeah, he said by the jump. I I I I'm not quite sure what you mean. I mean, I I've you know been to a World Cup. You know, I've I've won titles in 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 yeah. in I've won a Confederations Cup. I've won, I've won. A, yeah, yeah, that was great. They were tossing up between him, him or Eddie Howe. Like Eddie Howe. No, no, Eddie Howe said no. Exactly. Yeah, Eddie Howe said exactly. No. So that's why the Scottish fans were disappointed because they wanted someone that they knew. But Eddie, Eddie Howe hasn't won a trophy. And they just got all this experience. They should be yeah, privileged. Whatever. Don't get me worked up about it. Whatever. It's all in my, it's all in my book. Um, all right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ed. The last day yeah. um, Switzerland, Spain, Belgium, Italy. So one of Ukraine, England, Czech Republic, or Denmark are going to make the final. Um, mm. Which is huge. Which is huge. Ed, I know you're locked in on England winning the whole thing due to conspiracy yeah. for conspiracy reasons. Santa, who do you see going through? Oh, look, I think the winner of Italy and Belgium are going to win. Mm. You know what I mean? As in, that's that's. It, it feels like it, it. I mean, they they kind of feel like they're heavyweights at the moment. I think Spain's still got a lot left. Yeah, in so them. do I. And and I, 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 despite your your conspiracy theory, I think England is probably good enough to win. You know, as mm. in they 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 probably don't have the I call it 
historical wisdom that the other teams have that Italy has and that, and that Spain now has after finally after mm. you know, uh, in the mm. last five to ten years. Um, but uh, I think Italy is going to completely rise to the occasion against Belgium. They're not going to they're not going to play like they played against Austria. Mm. And yeah. I remember speaking. I've spoken to journalists from Gazzetta dello Sport. In fact, I've spoken to to Italian players who have said that by far the round of 16 game is the hardest in any tournament. That it's, mm. it, it, they've, they've always said it is the hardest and trickiest. There's always going to be a surprise there. Of all yeah. those games, there's always going to be a surprise. And also, we we still play, everyone plays as if they're going to win. That, that Italy plays like, you know, we, we're going to be there mm. in the final four. Mm. So everyone's keeping their ca- cards close to their chest. So they're still not giving away game plans and, mm. you know, and actual lineups. Mm. Because Italy, I think, are saying uh, uh, their, their, their ideal lineup is... Um, Chiesa is in it from that from the start mm, of the game. Mm, you know, they, they still mm. haven't played him from the from, no. from the start of the game. Um, so yeah, I, I've digressed into Italy, but I think that if Italy does get over Belgium, and it's a big question mark. I, I really I think it's a big 50-50 game, and obviously depends on whether De Bruyne is playing or not. Yeah. Um, if Italy gets over that, I, I'm I'm pretty confident that Italy will win. Wow. Well, one thing I, I have, and look, this may be an unpopular opinion, Ed. Not so much Tim Foyle, but I'm impressed with Southgate. We all know he's defence first. He's a cautious manager. And there was a lot of hesitation when his 3-5-2 lineup was released, saying it was negative. However, I think this is exactly what was needed to prevent Germany's prominent threat, the attacking fullbacks, Gosens and Kimmich in particular. Um, against Portugal, Germany were fantastic. They overloaded up front. They occupied Portugal's back four. So when Gosens and Kimmich both pushed forward, they always had a spare man on the far side. And England prevented Germany from doing this by playing with that lineup. It's not the most exciting brand of football, but it gets the job done. It's funny. This is the first time I've actually thought really strongly. I, I, you know that I've spoken to this uh, to to you about this before, and that is that the t- World Cups is usually won by teams with the best striker and the best goalkeeper. But this mm. time, I felt that because it's so attacking at the moment, and 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 everyone's willing to express themselves so much, and everything feels so crisp. Everyone is looking so crisp. I think it's about goalkeepers. So mm. uh, so you know, mm. I look at Donnarumma. I reckon is the best goalkeeper. Well, nah, summer. Yeah, Andy Lee's been very good. Andy Lee's been good. Because I saw him a bit from the Bundesliga this year too, and I'm just like, why isn't this bloke at Inter? This is bullshit. He's the best. But you know what? But I reckon it's whoever, whoever, whichever goalkeeper performs best in the next two weeks. Yeah, we'll that, that's so way. fair. You're right. You're absolutely so fair, especially with Belgian like Courtois. Like he's sort of in, he's sort of in reserve. Like mm. Vermaelen is so old. Like Vermaelen's playing with Iniesta at you know in the J League, which is fine, but he's been old for like you know he's like Michael Caine. He's been old for fifty years, <laughs> and he but he just he just stands in the right place. He just, he just wherever he's you know you turn around and go fucking Vermaelen's there again. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. Well, that, that was the thing. I mean, Italy won both World Cups with Zoff and Buffon standing in the right place. Yes. Yeah. Standing yeah. right yeah, where they stand, needed to be. Standing in the right place at the time. I mean, Buffon's not one of the great goalkeepers. He's just a really smart it's judgment. It's his yeah. judgment. Yeah. yeah. Well, Swiss, Switzerland, Spain will be a huge game with Sommer in such good form against uh, Unai Simon, who let in one of the most incredible own goals I've ever seen from 40 oh, yards this morning. That was truly. Tr- Mind you, the ball was... The ball was coming at. I thought he was a bit. I thought he was a bit lackadaisical in terms of the ball was coming to him it, quite fast. It, it was coming in. I thought, high. It was, I thought it was. I thought it was slightly overhead, but anyway, it was his own. Ron Aloisi said that you know he watches a lot of La, uh, La Liga because he used to play in it. 
He said that Unai Simon's the most casual goalkeeper he's ever seen in his life. He said he would wow. be petrified if he was managing him. Really? Right. And he's getting in over I think De Gea. that's because well, because De Gea was so tense. Everyone used to, mm. you know, he was so nerve wracking. And what do you think of is is Morata the real deal? No, he's just a guy who misses chances and scores. So it's not that big. A, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's not that big a deal. It's like, oh, Morata this, yeah. Morata that. You're like, yeah, he misses so many scores. Some like mm. it's normal to no. miss a few and get a few. He, he, I think he had about five shots today. Could have scored three, but scored the last one, which was brilliant. Um, yeah. It was a great goal. So if he gets yeah. enough chances, which Spain are creating, they've scored five in back-to-back games now. And I'd say it's Spain because they don't have anyone from Barcelona or Real Madrid. So it's the first time they've seemed working class in about 100 years. Yeah. <laughs> and I've actually got one for you. I'm sure you're, all, you're across the, the nets of every World Cup and Euros. Of course I am. Right. So firstly, this one, one, of things, take- one of the things they get wrong in the, uh, in yeah, the, in the, uh, the, the Robbie <laughs> no, Baggio <sorry>. Netflix film. <laughs> Can I interrupt? Before you ask your question, Joe, that was, the, this was what Ed wrote. Ed said to me, the first scene is ludicrous. First shot. The first shot is ludicrous. And I'm looking there going, okay, what, have they got one of the sponsors' names wrong in the backboards or something like that? And Ed's gone with, it's the it's the actual boot, but the wrong, was it the wrong no, model the, of the boot? No, it's the right ball, but the colour or the inside detail of the Questra ball from 1994 is wrong. They've got it and black then, when it was then, blue. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. Did you then say that the stitching of the net, the goal Oh, net yeah, was and the net was wrong, yeah. The net from the 1994 <laughs> World Cup, the net was wrong. The you know, wrong. Well, you're the right person. <laughs> you're the right person to ask then. Firstly, has there ever been a hexagonal net, which interests me? And secondly, <laughs> Patrick Schick's wonder goal, the one from halfway. So David Marshall, who I looked up, is 188 centimetres and he's a big boy. He is sprinting back into the goals. He gets caught up in the net. Not even a tear. How strong are the nets? Uh, yeah, there's been people that have gone through. They've had to stop games before. They, they loosen the tension of the nets after like, I think it was 86. 86 had hexagonal, maybe one of the Euros as well. But it's but the pro- what's the problem with hexagonal, Santo? Here we go. This is you. What's the problem with small hexagonal? This is your area. Come on. Let me think. Hang on. I'm just going back to my geometry days. Uh, <laughs> I know you studied okay, with on, Pythagoras. Let, let, let me, <laughs> exactly. I did study with Pythagoras. Uh, and uh, hang on. Let me get my protractor out. Now, no, you tell me, Ed. You tell me. What's wrong Santo, with as a, as a cinematographer and cameraman of some note. Oh, it's strobes. Should, it's yes, strobes. It's strobes, my friend. Really? HD cameras is not the friend of the small hexagonal net. Oh my god! So they have to. So are they square at the moment? Yes, they're hexagonal, but they're larger, right. and they're on a slightly yeah. different angle. It it's looser at the bottom, Joe. They've got some give because of that reason. Right. They don't want. They don't want. Yeah, they they got a bit of give down the bottom, and I think they made it that weird Coke bottle stuff now. So they're really, really springy. So you never get that thing where a ball hits the back of the net and bounces back out, which I love. So they they never get that anymore. They got a lot of give in them. Did you used to get your mum to knit a net for you? Is that (laughs) because you're the type? I reckon you got mum. I need I need a net, something that gives, but not not uh, not octagonal or hexagonal. Something (laughs) that won't strobe. I used to um, sleep on a on a net hammock as a child. That's what I. In fact, why don't you? Why don't they just get the nets that they used? You know. The nets that John West reject. You know, the, <laughs> <laughs> why don't they get fishing nets, the re- really thin ones? And um, oh, so, so right. then, so then a- a- again, if you play in, if you're playing in Africa or in Central America yeah. and stuff, they can double up as a mosquito net. <laughs> or take them down, use them, <laughs> put them back up. 
Oh, that is one of the all-time uh, great On that bombshell. <laughs> on that bombshell. All right, that is all from us today. Uh, before we go, remember to please follow us on Twitter at inside underscore F-ball pod. We can see all of our articles, podcasts are there. But for now, thank you very much to you both, Ed Kevely and Santo Chalaro. Thank you, mate. Always, always it's, it's been a pleasure. See ya.